You're listening to the teaching ministry of Discovery Church in Bristol, Tennessee. For more information about Discovery, or for more free audio content, please visit discoverybristol.com. Well, good morning. It is a beautiful day, right? Isn't it great? Uh, we've been praying this week for no rain, and God has answered again, just like uh, Easter. Easter week, if you guys were here, we had Easter service up on the roof. And so we were praying all that week, and God held off the storm until right when we were done packing up. Uh, actually, I was talking to someone uh, last week in our neighborhood that said they had watched online our Easter service just to see me fall off the roof. So... I mean, at least they were watching. So that was good, right? But um, so it is a beautiful morning, and we just want to thank you guys for being here. If you are watching on, online at home, turn the heat up in your house until you're uncomfortable and sweat's going down your back, and then it's like you're here, all right? And so it'll, it'll feel great, uh, just like as if you were here. I'm worried that second hour people, the communion, it's going to ferment in those little cups over the next hour and a half in the sun. So those people are going to get the real thing, all right? Um, but we're glad you're here in this beautiful setting to be able to dive into, we've been doing this series on uh, connecting from a distance, connecting with God through spiritual habits, through spiritual disciplines, and being able to connect to him. And so this week we're looking at, at an, a, different, a different element of that, and that's fasting, right? In today's day, day and time, we, we find a way to meet our needs immediately, right? If you're hungry, you get something to eat. Drive through a drive-in and you have it within a minute. If you want, heard about a new book, pull up your phone, get on Amazon, and you can order that book and it's at your house, at your doorstep in two days. If there's ever a need, we automatically meet it. If you have a desire, if you're hot, you turn on the air conditioning. If you're cold, you turn on the heat. We can meet and, and reach these needs and take care of them automatically, immediately. And this is the society that we're in, and it's great, right? I love it, that if we're hungry, we can make something to eat. The other, uh, last weekend, uh, we had ate healthy one night, and we had edamame and some meat, Chinese meatball soup, and it's just like a brothy soup, and we have this meal, and our family of six, four kids, Sarah and I, we ate this healthy meal, and it was just one of those, like, you walk away, you're like, man, we're good parents, right? Look what we fed them. This was awesome. So fast forward an hour, we're watching a movie, and I thought, we fed them well, but I'd like nachos. And so I went to the kitchen, and I started heating up some cheese, and I had to go get chips from, from, some, from the closet, and I got distracted, and I came back, and there's my kids, and they have a, a pot of water boiling. And I was like, what are you guys doing? We're making mac and cheese. I said, wait, why do you guys get to eat late? We had a good, healthy dinner. And, you know, I got my cheese melting right there. And they said, Mom said we could. She, th- we told them that you were making nachos. Said, All right. So they started making mac and cheese. And then, sure enough, Sarah comes in, and she starts making waffles. And so our whole family, we had, like, the fourth meal. Taco Bell was jealous. And we had our fourth meal uh, of nachos, waffles, and mac and cheese uh, about two hours later. And that's the society we live in, that we're hungry dinner wasn't enough, and we're watching a movie, and we can make all that in 10 minutes. And so we get to this idea, this, this idea of fasting, where you're actually depriving yourself of an immediate need, depriving yourself of nachos, mac and cheese, and waffles, depriving yourself of a hamburger and fries and milkshake. And truly, if you're honest with yourself, what would ever possess anyone to deny themselves a, a milkshake, right? There's nothing other than a chance to grow closer to God. 
This is the one thing, this is what fasting does, is it allows us to draw closer to be in his presence. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this morning, is, is this idea of fasting. We're going to look at some of the details of what it looks like, and, and what, it, what it can be in our life, and, and also what it can not be. And so we're going to dive into this idea of fasting. But for a second, I want you to turn to the person next to you, if you're online, talk, in your, talk where you're at, or write it in the chat line uh, on our Facebook, and send up some ideas. When have you ever fasted? And how did it go? You can be honest, be like, I tried, I made it a half an hour, and I, and I cracked, and I went to McDonald's. You know, whatever it looks like, when have you tried fasting? Turn to the person next to you 30 seconds and talk about if you've ever tried it. All right. Uh, so we will continue on. Fasting is one of these habits. And we've been looking at these habits. We've looked at prayer. We've looked at study. We've looked at Sabbath. And now we're looking at fasting. And the point of these is to actually do them. You know, if, if we just talk about these and we don't practice them, there's no point for us to come and study these each week. And the point of doing them is to draw closer to God. And this one, as, as all of them, this one you see a very real opportunity to draw closer to God. Is in the midst of this fasting, in the midst of that time that, that you're depriving yourself of something you, you desire. And so we're going to look at that and kind of look at some scriptures about fasting. But before we get into it, I want to kind of paint this picture. In the Bible, when they're talking about fasting, it's often, it's always food and, and, and liquid, right? Food and water to deprive yourself of those. But that might not be what fasting looks like for you. Fasting doesn't have to be just food. The point of fasting is for us to step aside, to let go. Uh, I found a, a neat quote, a voluntary, voluntary denial of an otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. So the denial of a normal function. So oftentimes that would be a meal, but maybe for you, that's social media. Maybe for you, it's your phone. Missing, it's missing Netflix and you're going to miss out on the Tiger King. Maybe it's, it's missing out on something and letting go of that. Intent for an intense spiritual connection. And so as we talk about fasting, I want you to just think it's just food and oh, I can't go without food. I got diabetes or I just like to eat too much or, or whatever that might be. That might be the case, but you can fast from other things. And so as we talk about this and as we use that word fasting, I want you to interchange that. Whether you think about just food or, or water, but also maybe it's, maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's the media. Maybe it's something else that you're withdrawing from. For a time so you can draw closer to God. We see in, in the Bible, fasting is talked about a lot. Old Testament and New Testament. But strangely, there's not much detail on how. There's not a lot of detail on how to fast, but it does talk a lot about it. And so I want to just dive into a few scriptures about fasting. And one of those is found in Matthew chapter 9. When the John's Pharisees come and our John's disciples come and, and uh, the Pharisees are talking to 
Jesus about his disciples, and they're comparing them to John's disciples. And they say in, John 9, in Matthew 19, 14 through 15, Then the disciples of John came to him, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often? But your disciples do not fast. And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the day will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. It seems like maybe a coded message that Jesus has, but what he's saying is the purpose of fasting is to draw close to God. And so his disciples are right there with God in the flesh, right there with Jesus day in and day out. And so he's saying that they don't need to fast because they don't need to draw closer because I'm here. But for you and me, we do. Because we need to, draw, we need to fast to draw, draw closer to God, to be able to spend time with him. To be able to, to give this devotion to him, to substitute this desire that we have for some time with God. And so Jesus is saying if you're, if, that his disciples didn't need to because they're there. And he's basically presenting the reason behind fasting is to be with Jesus. To seeking the presence of God. One of the most popular, most known examples of fasting is is of Jesus, those 40 days in the desert, right? Matthew 4 says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man, not, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he's been for, fasting for 40 days. All right, this seems crazy. Uh, only Jesus could do this, I would think. That he's gone without food, he's gone without water. He has spent this time in the wilderness fully focused on God, dependent on God. And it doesn't even say that the fast is over. So imagine in the midst of being hungry, Satan comes and says, why don't you just make this into bread? Why don't you just take this moment and, and give in to this temptation? But Jesus was in the midst of this time of fasting, in the midst of this time of, of himself in the human flesh, spending this time with God, preparing for his ministry, getting ready to embark on the next three years of doing amazing things, and then ultimately dying on the cross for each one of us. And so he's been in this time, in this intense time with God, and he's been dependent on God. And so he says, it's not, I'm not dependent on the bread, but on God alone, on the word of God. And this is what the idea of fasting is to be, is for us to supplement something that we're dependent on for God. To depend on him instead of what we normally rely on. I don't know about you, but it's pretty easy in our, in our culture, in our times, to make it without being dependent on God. Right? If we're, we're concerned about our finances, we can be dependent on our bank account. We can be, if we have a medical problem, we're dependent uh, on our health insurance to kick in. If, if we are hungry, we are dependent on driving through a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A. If we're, if we're dependent on needing to be with people, we have our relationships, we have the people near us, the, the co-workers, the friends, the schoolmates, spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend. We, we have this dependency on all these other things instead of turning to God. And that's what fasting is meant to do. It's meant to gear our minds to the, be dependent on God, even if just for that day, even if just for that meal, to be dependent on God instead of on the cheeseburger that we would like to eat. It's to be dependent on him. And this is what Jesus did on those 40 days in the wilderness is he was dependent on God. 
And so Satan comes and tries to have him dependent on bread. And Jesus says, no. I'm spending this time, this focus on the Lord. And so this idea of fasting, if you've never done it, the, the concept is to switch out the desire for something for a desire for God. So the desire for food at a mealtime for a desire for God. And so the idea is, as you fast, as you go without food for breakfast, and then, and then it starts hitting you. If you were to do this for a whole day, it starts hitting you by lunchtime. You're hungry, right? You're ready to go get something to eat. And so the idea is every time you have that hunger pain, every time you have that thought of that you're hungry, is to be able to redirect that to God. And so to, to align yourself that you're thinking about God instead of thinking about your hunger. And so it's a constant reminder as your day continues on, as you're hungry, you're constantly reminding that you're hungry. So then you begin to be reminded about God, about spending time in prayer, about maybe at your lunch hour, instead of going and getting something to eat, you go on a walk in nature and just spend that time with God. That instead of going and having something to eat, you go and have a Bible study. And so the idea is to, to switch something for a desire for God, right? And so, so you have this idea of fasting, and this, I, this hunger comes up, and you want it. And instead of just being giving into your hunger and eating, you become dependent on God during that time. So fasting brings us to a point where we're not just spiritually close to God, but we're mentally close, that we're thinking about him, that we're spending time with him. It, it's an opportunity to be with him. So the, when, like I said, the Bible doesn't have a lot of how-tos on fasting. There's a couple examples that I have that I can share with you. Luke 18 says, uh, Jesus, Jesus says, To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed. God, I thank you that I'm not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted." You see, the Pharisee fasted twice a week. So it's not that fasting is this magic formula that you draw closer to God. It's the heart behind the fasting. The Pharisee didn't have the heart behind. He wasn't drawing closer to God's presence. He was just doing the task. And so I want to encourage us. I'll tell you right now, at the end of this, I'm going to challenge each one of us to fast from something this week. But not for the sake of the task. The sake to draw closer to God. The Pharisee was taking care of that task, but he wasn't drawing closer to God, not like the tax collector was. The tax collector's heart was right with the Lord. So we can see that, a little glimpse of how, it, how to fast. Is it has to do with our heart and with our heart's desire. And, and some people would ask, how long do we need to fast? You know, there's no set time. When, King, when uh, Daniel was in the lion's den, the king uh, at that time said that he fasted throughout the night. I figure that's a pretty kind of good kind of fast that I could cover, right? Go to sleep, wake up, I did it. And so the king fasted throughout the night. But then you have Jesus and Moses who fasted 40 days. So the time frame doesn't necessarily matter. It's what you're doing during that time frame. You know, there's a question of fasting in private or, or in public. And, and, and when we talked about fasting, the person I talked to said that she's uh, fasted in a group setting. 
And I love that because there's many examples in the Bible of, of fasting as a group that Esther asked the people, all the Jews, to fast for her. That the people of Nineveh fasted when they realized the sin that they had done, and they even had their cows fast, which seems kind of strange. But uh, there's fasting as a group, right? And then there's fasting in private. Jesus does address that. He says, when you fast, do not look soft, for they, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that you will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father, who is unseen. And your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So Jesus' point here is that fasting is meant to be between you and God. That you spend this time with Him. That's not one to brag about, to, to boast about, to make others feel guilty if they're not doing it. It's a time for you to grow and be dependent on God. So sometimes it's done publicly, sometimes it's done privately, sometimes it's done for a short time, sometimes it's done for a long time. It can look many different ways, but the point is to draw closer to God. So, like I said, I have a challenge for you, for each one of us to fast this week. Uh, I want to present this as kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure challenge, right? And as I said, to study these disciplines and not act them out, there's no real point. These are meant for us to draw closer to the Lord. And these aren't, these aren't legalistic things. And I want to encourage you that if you try fasting and you end up struggling and, and you end up breaking and eating way before you wanted, it's all right. At least you tried. At least you tried to be closer to God, to take that step. It's not about if you can go a certain amount of time or to do it a certain way. It's about our desire to be in the presence of the Lord. So I want to encourage you, there is no failure in this. If you're willing to try. And so this choose your own adventure challenge, right? I want you to decide uh, what you're going to fast from. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's drinks. Maybe it's uh, both. Maybe it's, it's social media. Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's the TV. Maybe it's uh, something else that you're trying to, to fast from to, to take away. But choose what you want to choose from and then choose when. I want to challenge you this week. Set a time that you're going to fast. Maybe it's a full day. Maybe it's just a meal. Maybe it's, uh, it's whatever that would look like. I want to tell you, because I want you to hold me accountable. For me, it's Tuesday. I'm going to try to fast from food. And, and not to have fast food, but I'm going to try to fast from food on this Tuesday. And so I want to tell you that it's going to be a challenge for me. And, and I'll be honest with you. As I was writing this, I even wrote in here, I don't want to do this. Right? If you're sitting here thinking, this doesn't sound fun. It's not. All right? This isn't meant to be fun. This is meant to draw closer to the Lord. And so on Tuesday, I'm planning on during my mealtime, spending time with God. And I don't share that with you to, to be like that Pharisee boasting. I share that with you to ask for your accountability. That if you have my text and my phone number, text me on Tuesday and encourage me. Say, Matt, you got this because I'm going to need it, right? And I want to spend that time with God in his presence. What are you going to do? When are you going to do it? And, and how will you fast? Are, are you going to take that time and, and spend it doing a Bible study or, uh, that lunchtime? Or, or maybe if, if you're taking from social media and you want to look at your phone all day long, we have these bracelets on a table back here. I want to encourage you, take a bracelet. We looked at prayer several weeks ago. We looked at the prayer that even this tax collector says. Uh, uh, I think our bracelet says, 
Son of God, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on me. Take that bracelet today and then wear it this week. And when you fast and you're running fast from social media and you want to go for your phone, look at that bracelet instead and spend a moment in prayer. And just do that throughout the day. And then I want to encourage you, maybe even write a journal or figure out some way to record, what did God do that day? Imagine if our whole group here, everyone online, spent a day in God's presence. Spent a meal drawing closer to the Lord. What would that look like in your life? I want to ask you, this week, this past week, when have you drawn truly close to God? God is there all the time, but when have we stopped and dedicated time just to spend with him? To take a whole meal and instead of meeting my needs, stepping into his presence and doing a Bible study. Instead of looking to my phone and seeing what's funny on Facebook, what new meme is out there? Reading a Bible verse. Instead of sitting down and watching a show, perhaps fasting from Netflix, and spending time on a walk with my family talking about God. Has that been, has that described your week? Probably not. For me, I'm not sure it has. But I'm looking forward to Tuesday. So I want to challenge you to join me. Not necessarily in the food, not necessarily on Tuesday, but sometime this week to fast and draw closer to God's presence. If you'll pray with me. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. And God, I, I just pray that This morning, those that are here, those that are watching online would be challenged to spend time with you and to fast. To deprive ourselves of of something, of a desire, whether it's food or that's the entertainment, whatever that is, and to replace you for that. God, let us be dependent on you instead of dependent on our own. God, I pray that that we'd be able to walk away from here with a plan. When are we going to do it? What are we going to fast from? How are we going to substitute a replacement for, of you for that desire? God, I pray that this challenge is met by, by the people here, by, my, by myself. God, that this week we'll have a time that we draw into your presence. That we can rejoice that you are with us. God, we lift this up in your name. Amen.